I'm doing fine. I'm feeling great. You're not my fan. You can't relate. Straight talk going. Stay not safe. Before you cross me, look both ways. Leaving the scene with no trace. Not in my lead. You out of place. I'm not at the top. I'm out of space. Can't eat with us. We're out of place. I'm doing fine. I'm feeling great. You're not my fan. You can't relate. Straight talk going. State to state. Hey guys, what's going on? It's your host, your boy George Mackay, and I'm back for my first ever live on location with one of my all-time favorite tag teams. That's right, all-time favorite. Mike Forte, the sexiest hair in the Ontario Indies, and Tyler Arrow, who used to have the sexiest hair in Ontario Indies, then decided to, oh, there we go, that's nice. Look at that, that's a nice image right there. Guys, thank you so much for giving me the time. I appreciate you coming back. I think the last time we did it was, I did the first one with you, yes. which was so much fun, and you have like the deepest radio voice ever. <laughs> I appreciate that, and uh, oh no, it wasn't for you. Somebody else actually. It was PD Skills had me do the outro of his uh, yeah. podcast, and he's like, "I've never done this before, but I want you to do the outro." Showed me what he wanted me to say, and he's like, "That was great, thank you." That was great, thank <laughs> you. Well, well, we're gonna do that too, but on the fly. And Tyler, that's it. yeah, you and I did one like fuck, almost a year ago now, I about, think. Yeah, about a year ago. And that's when I have the coolest piece of, of memorabilia in my man cave: the signed cheese grater. Weapon of choice of Tyler Arrow. Yeah, I, that those become pretty popular. Uh, Steven, Steven Spice, Steven's wrestling journey. He just got one too. Uh, was it the HWE show? I believe a few. But I got it first. Yeah, you it was it. it was my idea. It, it was it was your idea. I think he caught wind that I was giving some of those away, and uh, you know now it's just becoming a thing. I even had someone recently ask me if I would hit them with one at a show, and I'm like, I can get in trouble with that. The company can get in trouble with that. Probably the venue can get in trouble for that. I'm like... A lot of legalities there. A lot of them. I was like, if you want to get your friend to hit you with a cheese grater on your own time, by all means. I'm, I'm not telling you to do it or not do it, but I'm... I got to ask this, though. When you do use the cheese grater, have yeah. you ever once, like, when you grind it on somebody's head, have you ever once said... And the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, that's some more. I want to be on the outside of the ring and just slowly have a bowl of pasta just kind of go underneath. Slide it right in. Oh, I'll man. tell you when to stop. I'll tell you when to stop. <laughs> yeah, not at the Parmesan, you got manzarella at that point. <laughs> a little too sharp. Did you ever hear that song that went viral a little bit while ago when it was the America's Got Talent, the guy that came on and sang the Parmesan song? about how he wants more Parmesan, but he's scared to ask for more Parmesan because he doesn't want to be that guy who asks for more Parmesan. He, he's not that guy. You're not that guy? He's, not, af nothing. he's not afraid to ask. Oh, yeah. So I'm just like... So I'll tell you guys that literally has a mound of Parmesan with, like, half a plate of pasta? Depends what it is. I actually, like, when you have the pasta, like, not with the red sauce, but when you have, like, the veggies and the meat, a more of, like, a carbonara-style pasta. Yeah, okay. Keep going with the cheese. Yeah, that's the good stuff. Yeah. that's top-notch stuff. Yeah, <laughs> like, keep going. That full keep block. going. That, that's it. No, he's that guy that once they run out of block, he whispers, "Go get another." <laughs> so we had our interview separately, but now we're doing it together for the first time. So I got to ask this: as you know, I'm a straight shooter, or else I wouldn't be straight talk wrestling. I would be somewhat, sometimes straight up the middle, but yep. never really. Yep. What uh, What was the, I guess, conversation you guys had when you decided to step back? Step back. When, That's a tough one. That like, is, which part are you... Uh, yeah, which... Well, the most recent step back where you decided to, you know, just maybe walk away for a little bit and we kind of left everyone unsure of what was going to happen. That was on me. That was all on me. He didn't even know at the time. Uh, so with that, without getting into too many details, uh, I had a lot of my own personal problems going on. A lot of things that I was letting affect my in-ring work. And there was... 
it was just a mound of stuff that eventually I just led to like the, that one cherry on top was like, you know, I'm done. I'm over this. You know, they're like, I can't, like I pulled out of a hardcore tournament, truthfully, because I was more intimidated by myself in that. As much as like that sounds a little dark, that's just the mindset I had at the time. And, uh, you know, I just went on a path of making bad decisions and uh, he was there through it. He just, uh, you know, I kind of disappeared for a bit. And even like, it's not the first time something like that's happened. And he was the type of guy who's like, calls me up, what are you doing? Nothing, I'm coming to get you. No, you're not, I'm already outside. <laughs> Shit. All right, I guess we're going out. So, but you know, once it, we did our Bollywood Boys match and truthfully, initially after that, I was planning on just being like, you know what, now nah, that's the only one I'm gonna do and then that's it. And then that night, the following day and a couple of days uh, that followed that, I was getting messages. So does this mean you're back? Can I book you? And I'm like, I guess so. So now we're, uh, we've been on a pretty good roll overall mm-hmm. right now and like with our solo stuff and our tag stuff and we've been on a good roll and I'm just getting back, getting those wheels rolling again. And then, you know, tonight here we got the Luchadors for Destiny and, you know, this is a match that we kind of had before, but now we actually get it in a two on two. So I think it's going to be a, uh, one of those, what's the word I'm looking for? I guess another eye-opener, so to speak. I've been having a lot of those recently, so. Absolutely. It's kind of like those, those level-up moments, right? Yeah. But to question to you, Mike, that's, that's pretty awesome that you, even though it's happened a few times before, there was no turning back. There was no ill will. There was no tension. There was like, listen, you're going through stuff. I understand. And I'm going to be there whether you want me to be there or not. Pretty much. And happened a couple of times where I just showed up in this place and it's like, hey, you home? Yeah, we'll get your ass outside. We're going to go do this. We're going to go do this. And like bringing a couple of the other guys uh, as well, like Evan came along, my cousin, and a few other people and just basically told them, like, if he wants to talk about it, he'll talk about it. If not, let's just have fun with whatever the heck we're doing uh, this day. And uh, so I guess with the way things look at I'd say it helped a bit. It basically like helped him get back to like, so we had that match with uh, the Bollywood boys. And I know he was like really nervous going into the match because it's like, crap, it's the first match back. And we got former WWE stars and the current Defy tag team uh, champions, which they did not thank you again to the Bollywood boys. They did not have to put uh, the Defy tag titles on the line. Yeah, but like that was huge for us guys. Thank you again so much for that opportunity. Yeah. They got permission from uh, Defy as well. Yeah, they said yeah, do it because I think they were having like work visa issues at the time and they couldn't actually go defend the titles in the states. So they were defending them all over Canada, and they gave us that opportunity. Yeah. And the match was a blast. The match wasn't just a blast. The match was a blast for you guys in the ring. It was amazing for the crowd outside, and being able to call that. I'm not even gonna lie. Like I thought the coolest part was actually dancing with the Bollywood boys. <laughs> but like the coolest part was calling that match and watching you two take it to the limit with these guys and come oh so very close. And now we have to do a shameless plug. If you would like to catch the match, please go on the HWE network. You can catch it uh, for four ninety nine a month. Am I right about that? Is that the price point? Four ninety nine? Five ninety nine? Four ninety nine. Four ninety nine. Yeah, $4.99. Like JBL used to say, it's only $9.99 a month. Now it's like $26.99. That's it. Yeah, it's crazy. I think the best part with the with the Bollywood Boys match, and that dance-off specifically, you know, we had our ode to Scotty Too Hottie, then we had our ode to Booker T with the spin Rooney, and then on social media that night, you see Booker T returns to the ring for one night. That's right. In Texas, I believe. We had no idea about it, and he's doing the spin Rooney just as good as he always did, and I'm like... I didn't know. It's like, did you know he was coming back? No, that I didn't. That night, let alone. It's like, okay. 
it, so it worked out great. Un unintentionally great, because if I had known he was returned, I probably wouldn't have done it. But we, we just pitched it and they're like, let's do it. Yeah. And what kills me is how in sync, like if you actually go and watch it, like everything was perfectly in sync. Yeah. It really was, no, it was, it was poetry in motion. Yeah. yeah. Even from my side of things, like we laughed our asses off. <laughs> but of course, because of my beef with the current HWE management yeah. and my expose on uh, the turning of the voice of reason, I have been limited mic time. As you guys clearly saw, I did not have a mic that day. Yeah. So I had to share one with Danimal, whose breath smells like really weird. It smells like ass, hot garbage, wet cement, and somehow it smells like under cheese. I'm not sure who the under cheese is from. Probably from someone in the HWE management. Sounds like there's going to be a commentary match. Yep. I, okay, you and Dan? Let's pose a serious yep. question right now. Who would, who would rock that? Who would you put your stock in? An untrained person like me, but who does have an aggressive side to him when he's pushed to the limit. Or somebody like Danimal who does have in-ring training. He does have the in-ring training. You both have a similar build, and you both have an aggressive side. We got to see, you know what, if you were to start training, I'd have, to, I'd have a more clear answer at that point to see what you can do in the ring because I see what he can do. And he's got the experience on you. I have to give the edge to him just because he has the experience. I could, I could, see, I could see him being the sneaky one, though. 100%. I can see him pull, having to trick or two up that sleeve. I love, I love Dan Moon, I love you, but like, I don't want to pick, but I feel like in the, in the training aspect, it's definitely Dan Moon. Yeah. But In terms of the cunning? I think you got that. I gotta go with you. So it's a toss-up right now, but there, it's a toss-up in good ways. I, think I just, like that, I appreciate yeah. that. I think we just need to let it happen and just see where the chips fall. HWE, book it. Book it, <laughs> I like it. Okay, so my next question is, uh, in terms of, like you said, you've been on a roll, you've been coming back, you've been taking the bookings. Yeah. Obviously not to oversaturate yourself or get to the point where it becomes just eat, yeah. sleep, repeat. Yeah. What are you doing differently this time around in terms of, because you know, it, it, this, is, this is a great subject for the three of us to have because mental health has become so much more abroad in the last yeah. couple of years, but mm -hmm. also for men. When we, were, when we were younger, we were raised by our dads, we were raised by their dads, we were raised by their dads. We were raised in an old school way of generation. Right. Men don't cry. Men don't talk about their feelings. Yeah. Men just do. Right. So you have, to, you have to be there for your kids to lean on you, your wives to lean yeah. on you, your significant others to lean on you, even your family as they get older. They have to lean on the men of the house. Yeah. And to this day, my dad doesn't have feelings. I had a dark spot in December. Yeah. I'm not ashamed to talk about it. I reached a very low point in my life where I didn't even recognize who I was. Yeah. I would walk around the house like a shell of myself. And my wife and my kids came to me and they said, you, we, we need to, you got to get this fixed because we don't know who you are anymore. And when your wife and kids are telling you that, that's a hard thing. It's a hard truth yeah. that you need to hear. So I've gotten myself in check. I'm not ashamed to admit it. I'm on medication. I'm doing great. I'm yeah. all smiles. I'm happy again. Life, life is great because I've rewired myself to not overthink the stupidest things. Yeah. So what are you doing differently for yourself? And even, even you, Mike, who may not have the same mental health challenges that Tyler does, what are you guys doing differently this time around to keep airstrike flowing at a calm and steady pace? Uh, on my end, uh, I used to have a big tendency of worrying about things I can't control. Be it if it were wrestling or real life, it was always what I can't control, how can I fix things I can't control, and it was just, I was thinking about all the wrong things, as opposed to, you know, worrying about what it's doing to me, or worrying about how it's affecting others around me, you know, because like, when I made that call initially, nobody knew. Maybe one person knew, and it was that night, and that was just because I, you know, that once you got home and you started thinking about everything and you know you, you get into that state, I messaged uh, 
I messaged somebody and I messaged just saying like, write me off, I'm done. And I left it at that. And then after a couple months, I let it just kind of simmer and everything. And I was, I wasn't making the greatest choices, but then I feel like I had to have that period to just get through it and then realize where I was starting to go wrong as opposed to where's everything else going wrong. Cause now I got to take responsibility for what I'm doing and going forward now it's like, you know, with the, in the wrestling aspect, now I'm definitely not worrying about the things I can't control because you know, we're the workers. We're not, we're not creative. We're not the bookers. We're not the promoters. You know, there's all these people that, you know, if they have to, if they have to drop a title, they get all, they get all, snippy and bitter and you know fuck this and whatever and why it's all part of a show that you're putting on there's a reason behind everything if you want to stay on that mountaintop give them a reason to keep you on that mountaintop otherwise you can't decide that and for me it's never really been about I don't want to lose a title I don't want to be below the top of the mountain it's like you know I've started as an opener I've been a mid card I've been a pre-show guy I've been main event I feel if you put on a good enough match and that crowd bites it and the promoters love it and the bookers love it and the guys you're in the ring with love it, the fuck does being on the mountaintop matter? You should just enjoy what you're doing. You should enjoy the matches, your experiences. We're doing stuff in that ring that people dreamed of, that people like us and like you've dreamed of when we were kids. And people are taking advantage of that now. And for some reason, I felt the need that I had to worry about that and be everyone else's problem solver. And then once being everyone else's problem solver, that took a toll on me. And I'm like, what am I doing? So now going forward, be it if it's my solo or the tag work, it's like, this is what they want us to do. Let's make the best of it. Why, if we don't want to do something, why are we taking the booking? Simple as that. If you it's don't, a great mindset. If you, if, Very good mindset. If you don't want to, if, if, you're, if you're holding a title, you don't want to drop it, well, then you shouldn't have taken these bookings because you knew it. No one holds the title forever. Flair didn't hold the title forever. Steamboat didn't hold the title forever. Everyone eventually drops it. So stuff like that, it was like, well, I don't know why I let it get to me, but eventually I did. I'm not saying that was what was the final chord. There was something I'm not going to put publicly that did it. But it was just shit like that that got me to that point where I'm like, this is stupid to me. And then I needed those eye openers that I had. You know, I needed that first match back that I wasn't confident in. You know, I needed to, to continue everything that we've been doing just to kind of realize how good I had it and I didn't realize. So it's that... To, to be cliche for a second, yeah. it's, you don't really realize how great things are until you don't have them anymore. Like you don't realize a good thing until it's gone. Absolutely. To be completely cliche. What about, what about you, Mike? What are you doing differently maybe this time around that you might have not been doing those first couple runs as Airstrike? Honestly, like not worrying about being completely different every single time because not everyone is seeing an Airstrike match. I got to realize like... I'm wrestling, we're wrestling all these different places now, and people, a lot of people are seeing us for the first time, and I'm always thinking, what do we have to do different on these other shows? Mind you, every crowd is different, yeah. no matter where you go. There's some stuff where I just, like, I had a match with uh, Johnny DeLuca out yeah. in Brantford, and we just had a blast. We literally listened to the crowd and went, like... We asked them, hey, what do you want to see? Someone said chops, so for like two minutes straight, we chopped the living crap out of each other, and they loved uh, the living hell uh, out of it. And then other places, it's like, hmm, we did this move already, but then it's like, no one has seen us do that here, though. Why are we worried about doing all these different things and like completely changing ourselves yeah. every single show where it's like, sell what we got. Yeah. Sell what we got, and then just like... Every now and then, I'm like, and that's make, liquid sex, it. right? Liquid sex appeal. That's there you go. It's coming. The fashion is coming. <laughs> that's it. 
it's, it, it took a lot of stress off, and it was a, a conversation that I had with like Steve Brown, Del Bruno as well, and they're all like, you don't have to have like a completely different thing every place you go. Is like, you look at wrestlers like John Cena, they have five moves, and it worked for them for decades. Yeah. And decades. the reads, 20, 20 years, yeah. in fact, yeah. for decades. And they said, like, what did they do every single match? Those same five moves. They just had a different way of getting into it. Yep. And it's harder for the independents because you're not constantly on TV. But at the same time, it also works for you because a lot of people see it for the first time. Yeah. But at the same time, you have that same match in the same place over and over again. Obviously, people are like, well, we've seen this yeah. stuff before. That's when you start get the creative juices going. Yeah. It's those places where you can really get creative and then everywhere else it's stress-free because it's like you know what you can do especially when you're in the ring with someone that you know very well like we've wrestled empire oh. so many times now we've had so much fun with them and yeah. it's at the point where like we got thrown in a viral place. clip also online of yep. you taking the jeff hardy or sorry you giving the jeff hardy the uh, at the edge bump to Jeff Hardy on top of the ladder. Viral yes. clip. It's all over social media. If you haven't insane. seen it, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> that whole ladder match was insane. Like, yeah. Everyone thought people died in that match. Yates specifically. So I thought both of you died because the way Grant took the fall, I don't think he curled up. It looked like not in just barely the nick yeah. of time. Yeah. But also, I thought you may have had a concussion because it looked like, and when the angle that it was filmed from, yeah. it looked like your head hit the mat first. Yeah. But luckily enough, I believe it was your shoulder that hit yeah. the mat first. Yeah, it was definitely the shoulder. Because like that was one of those things where uh, swinging from the ceiling instead, because I tried holding on to the, to the chains that the belts were hanging off of, but they kept spinning around the beam that we had it yep. strapped to. So I was like, all right, I guess I'm holding on to the ceiling. And I had to try to swing a bit forward so I didn't fall like straight to my feet, nor yep. I also don't want to swing too much so I land on my head. Like, it's not something you practice. Right? It's not something no. you practice. And nor you should not practice. Right? We have to use a disclaimer. Don't, don't, don't try this at home. Yeah, no. Exactly. Case in point, near the end of the match, Scumbag Yates diving when his foot caught the top rope, uh, when the ladder got tipped over, and he nosedove. He broke the table with his face. Yeah. We thought he died. Yeah. It only took 15 seconds for me to get the thumbs up from the ref that he's okay, he's alive. It felt like an eternity. Yeah. Because I was the one that got pushed into the ladder. I thought I had the best seat in the house. Yeah. You go and watch the clip, and it's like, how did he survive? Yeah. It's unreal. Well, you wrestlers, wrestlers genuinely are built different. Wrestlers yeah. are built at a different speed. It's not because of what they do in the ring, but it's, it's almost like a callus. Yes. Yeah. you got to get tough, learn the tools of the trade, and then your whole body becomes callous where you can take things other people can't. Right? Yeah. And, and don't, please don't turn that into no. something dirty and no. disgusting. No. I don't mean it like that. But you guys can take a lot more punishment and give a lot more based on being cows. Yeah. You know what I, do you understand what I'm trying to say there? Well, that's yeah. the thing. So honestly, I find some of the bigger bumps hurt less than the smaller ones. Oh, yeah. I'll take, I'll take a, just a stalling suplex. I'll find that hurt more than a suit, just a superplex off the top or something. Like, it's just, it's a weird dynamic in some aspects. But that's just how I feel. Like, I appreciate some of the bumps that, I appreciate some of the bumps that I've seen some people take. It's like uh, Mick Foley with The Undertaker talking about, Everyone talks about the big bump through the table, but the one that went uh, through the cell to the ring hurt more. On top of the chair, on, on top of the chair, landing on his and that's face. That's the first yeah. time in, in Undertaker's career, I believe, where his fans, we all saw the dead man break Haven. Yes. Almost, yeah, and that's he it. Like, he was like, ah, fuck. Yeah, I think my favorite part in the match was hearing the story about Taker and Terry Funk. 
Yes. When Terry Funk got choke slammed out of his shoes. Yep. Because everyone came up to him and said, all right, he's good to go. He's good to go. And Terry Funk is bawling his eyes out, grabbing yeah. Undertaker. He's dead. He's dead. <laughs> Taker's like, what do I do in this situation? So he grabbed him by the throat and went, he's not dead, you idiot. And chokes like his shoes stayed in the same spot. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and the first thing Mick Foley said when he came to was, whose shoes are those? <laughs> <laughs> love oh, Foley and love the Funker. But going back to what we were saying before, like, you get a team like Empire who we wrestled over and over again to the point where it's like, yeah. give us three minutes, we'll put together a match. We know each other so well now, and it's so awesome getting that chemistry. Yeah. Where you have a go-to match where it's like, oh, we have no one for this show. It's like, call an airstrike and Empire. Yeah. It's like, and there you go, boom. We show up last minute, go out there and have a 10, 15-minute match. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure we've had that match two or three times in the same weekend in the past. I want to say at least... If, if not, a singles followed by two tags. Yes. So I got to ask this, though, because we talked about the clip going viral. Yeah. yeah. And, like, when I talk viral, I'm talking hundreds of thousands of yeah. views. Yeah. People have seen you. Have there been any interest outside of Canada in terms of booking? Right. Have we, have we, have you guys ever talked about taking airstrike internationally? Not just locally, like nationally, but internationally. Are we, are we talking about crossing the border? Are we talking about going overseas? Because I think... Your style of tag team, it's got that hardcore aspect yeah. with the danger zone aspect. Yep. And when I'm talking danger zone, I'm talking like Top Gun danger zone. You know, like danger zone. That's what I'm talking, right? Yeah. But yeah. What, are, what about you guys? Like, what's your thought process in terms of taking this globally? Not, not even just uh, globally. For the first step we wanted to try and do was get outside of Ontario. Because yeah. we haven't wrestled as a team outside of Ontario no. yet. And no. that's one goal. But and it's like saving stuff outside of Ontario. Yeah. I, I, was, I haven't yet. I was supposed to go to Quebec for that hardcore tournament at FML, uh, but that was probably about a week before I called it initially. Mm -hmm. So I was supposed to be in Quebec, but that just never happened. Uh, but we've never had any outside interest yet, like them come to us, but we've definitely discussed reaching out and going out on our own mm -hmm. and seeing uh, what we can pull off, be it if it's out of province or if it's out of country. Uh, it's definitely in the cards. It's just a, it's just a matter of time. Logistically. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Now you also, also need a passport. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I thought I had a passport, and apparently I didn't. So uh, I gotta get. Well, you better get on that now, because it takes like apparently three years yeah. to yeah, get a passport right? now. It's right? crazy. Well, let's talk about something else. Uh, last time we spoke, we talked about the shampoo just getting up and running. Yes. Uh, with the most hilarious ad of all time, <laughs> and now we've now you've shown me some stuff that I, I don't know. Can we can we talk about it now? Can we announce it now? Oh, 100. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, at this time. Hairstrike Everyday Use Shampoo is now officially back in stock with another additional item that you will see very, very soon. Also, we have hair scrunchies. We do have the hair scrunchies. The mini host has one. They actually hooked her up with one, which is great. She yeah. loves you guys. You know how much she loves you guys. Even my little one loves you guys. I got suckered into an autograph. That's <laughs> Which, you know, you think as close as we are away from the camera, you think, oh, we'll just hook it up. No, no. George got to pay five bucks. It's like, it's like Virgil. I don't care whose daughter you are. You still got to Okay. <laughs> okay. Everybody watch the Ric Flair roast, right? Uh, yes. Best. Okay. Best line of the night. The blackest thing on the stage is Ric Flair's liver. If Ric Flair, if Ric Flair's liver was any more blacker, out of work, and barely surviving, it would be Virgil. Oh my. That's the joke of the night. I forgot. And I'm pretty sure I worded it completely wrong, but it's still the joke. The dude from Bracebridge. He is hilarious. Wow. 
Hilarious. Shout out to that. I can't, I, I, I'm, I'm not thinking of his name right now, and I apologize. I know who you are, but fucking amazing joke. Wow, I forgot wow. that. That is, wow, that's something. You, you're talking about a shot to the kidney. <laughs> Literally a shot to the kidney. Okay, a couple more questions, then we're going to play a game, and I'm going to let you guys prepare for the rest cool. of the day today. In terms of, I guess, to get on a more serious note, if there ever comes a situation where something that you know, happened a few months ago might happen again, do we have like a contingency plan, almost like a backup plan in terms of how to stop it from getting to the point that it got again, where you or you or maybe you guys decide that we've just got to stop this now? And, and you don't want to give up on your dreams. Like I say, you two are so fucking talented. And I don't mean that, I'm not kissing your ass. You know I love you guys. And you guys have been down with Stray Sox since day one and I appreciate that. But do we have a contingency plan? I mean, I don't want to get too emotional, but we've got to, we've got to ask those tough questions. The, uh, the, the be all end all is to not let it happen again. Yeah. It, happen whether again. The, the situations that fell into place happen again, how I react shouldn't happen again. That, I, I made a decision out of, uh, out of emotions. Uh, I made decisions out of, out of frustration, out of anger, out of fucking hatred, whatever the hell you want to call it. Uh, next time I got to, even if I just got to take a week and sit back and think and do what I need to do and get over it, um, I feel like that's, that's how it's got to be. It's just don't make a decision right then and there. Even some people told me, sleep it off and talk to me tomorrow, and I didn't let it. I didn't sleep. So I was still in the same mindset, and I was like, you know what? No, I'm done. Next time, you know, probably wouldn't hurt to actually talk about it as opposed to just, hey, man, as soon as I saw your post, I reached out to you right away. Like, I know we're not, yeah. like, you know, as close as you and Forte are, but I reached out to you right away, and I yeah. said, listen, dude, I was there only a few months ago myself. I've if you need to talk, I'm here. And I mean that sincerely. No, you guys are like family, and uh, uh, probably more so you than Forte, only because you and I have the same amount of hair. <laughs> I'm jealous of these locks. Listen, man, I can't grow hair like you, dude, okay? When I grow, it's Jufro. Yeah. It's hardcore Jufro. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's why I keep it short like this, because <laughs> I can't manage it any other way. In terms of, like, uh, the future, like, it's more so, like, you get that experience as you go along. Yeah. How did you get out of it last time? And it's, it's always a learning experience. Even when you're in the ring, yeah. it's a learning experience. The whole business is a learning yeah. experience. You never stop learning, whether it's the good or the bad. Because you've got to take both when yeah. you're in wrestling. Because it's not always sunshine and rainbows. Yeah. It's yeah. not just all, like, the glitz glamour. Oh, you're going to go, like, the Rocky speech. Life will beat you to your knees and keep you there if you let it. It's not about getting hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep going. Keep moving forward. That's it. <laughs> forgot about that. The only good part of that whole fucking movie, by the way. That, yeah, I agree. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But, yeah, it's, if we ever find it in a situation again, I feel like we were able to bounce back yep. from it once before. We'll do it again. Yep. And even if it... It's on the opposite foot, like with how close we are, I know he'll do the same for me. It's the trust, the bond that you just form over time. And like, we, I believe we both said it in the singles interviews beforehand, like how during the pandemic, like we were close, but we got even closer yeah. from the pandemic because of how much we went to each other and yeah. relied on each other. And we both elevated each other. And that's the best thing you can ask for in a tag team. No one's trying to go above. No the other. You're going up there together. You're making the journey together. You're going on those road trips together. Yep. You're sharing your personal stuff. Someone that, it's a shoulder to go to. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're waving to, to talent as they're coming in. We're not just waving at random people outside of the ring. We're waving to talent as they come in. 
All right, my final question. Actually, two final questions. And this is, these are two big, big questions. Okay. Symmetry inside the ring and chemistry outside of the ring. You, you know the difference that I'm talking about here. Yeah. Having that chemistry outside the ring and the symmetry makes the symmetry inside the ring so much better. What do you guys feel makes the strongest part of your tag team? Is it that bond you have outside of those rings, those late night conversations, those road trip conversations? Or is it just the natural fact that you two just hit it off from the jump and you kept that thing going? I feel, okay, I, yeah, I think literally like a lot of things we have just hit off the jump and we're like, did we just do that at the same time? Like yeah. when you saw us do the dance against Bollywood boys, we just wanted to see if we can do it earlier on. I did the worm and spinneroo, then he did the worm and spinneroo. But then when we went into the match, it was perfectly in sync and yeah. we didn't even practice it. Yeah. Trying to do it in sync, it just happened. And uh, there's a couple of other times where we've had We've been in multi-man matches and we were in the ring in the yeah. same time. And there's a couple of times where we're doing the same flip, we're mirroring each other and then we're both down and we both do a kip up at the same time, yeah. stand, turn at each other and we didn't practice it. Yeah. But then other stuff as we're like outside of the ring and we discuss doing it, like we know yeah. exactly what we're talking about like right away. Yeah. Oh, you mean this? Oh yeah, oh yeah. And then we go and do it in uh, the ring and everyone's like, how long did it take for you to learn that? Like, we just talked about it. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. And I find that, that chemistry on the exterior that uh, people, most people watching don't see, uh, I feel that just adds to it. Because now also, when you think about it, including pandemic, this is what, year three, year four? Depending on how you put it. Depending on how you put it. Yeah. And uh, so, like, all those shows together, even if we've just been on the same show but not in the same match, making those road trips or we're in the same match, we're making a road trip, you know, we're the only two people that really know each other in that area, but we're going to that show to perform, you know. Uh, it's just, honestly, outside of just clicking, like, realistically, we clicked off the hop, but the chemistry aspect, I mean, I felt like that was just, it was great at first, but then it's just gone up ever since. Just because of how much time, like you said, on the road trips, you know, in the ring, be it if we're, you know, working against or with each other, it just, it, it just continues to grow, and I mean, I feel like it's just going to continue to grow the more the more I learn, the more he learns, the more we put together as a team, you know. I mean, yeah, that's the best way I can put it, at least. No, it's the perfect way to put it. And my final question before we play the game, and I'm going to give you a choice of the game that we're going to play, okay. but in terms of airstrike, yeah. all good things do have to come to an end. Right. And I mean, performance-wise. Yeah. In terms of airstrike, you do have faced each other before, yeah. but mostly you're booked as a tag team or you're booked as singles on separate shows. Yeah. If the right storyline, the right promotion came along that said, listen, this is how we want to set this up, would you consider the end-all, be-all match, like the airstrike finale, you, uh, Forte versus Arrow, if booked properly? That's a tough, because I feel like if it comes to a full end, it's, truthfully, if I had to pick in this very moment who would have to be our last tag match, it would have to be Empire. I would say if, so, too. If our last tag match happened tomorrow, it would have to be Empire. Be. Just with the history and everything already and the fact that like all four of us trust each other. Yeah. And every now and then we're just like, hey, you want to do something stupid? Yeah. <laughs> and we all yeah. trust each other to do the stupid thing. Yeah. And like, as I said before, it's great to have that go-to yeah. match that you just know like, oh yeah, this is going to be fine. Yeah. We're, we're good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So the last tag match would be against Empire, but if booked properly... Would you consider a Forte versus Arrow if booked the right way? Yeah, it would probably happen if one of us is like, you know what, this is officially it. Can't do it yeah. anymore. Let's have this final 
send off. Yeah. Let's and would it end? Right. Would it end with one turning full out heel, or would it end with the match is over and then we get that final like brotherly embrace, or would it end Shawn Michaels barbershop style? It's a good question, actually. Just because, like, uh, I think it really depends on the story. Yeah. So you can really go either way. I guess it depends on what the company wants. It's really where you're going forward from that, I would say, yeah. But would you, would you consider a Shawn Michaels barbershop? And who would be the Shawn Michaels in this situation? Who would be the Janetti? Who would be the Michaels? Here's the thing. We both say we're the Janetti. <laughs> wow. So there's not a Shawn Michaels. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, I've said, I've said, and Will, we both discussed that if one of us were a heel, it would make most sense to be me. Because even when he's tried to be a heel, he's fucking adored. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, get, I keep getting cheered, and I'm like, I just called this guy a name. I Some people are just naturally yeah. faces, man. It's That's hair. just the way it is. It is the hair. Once, I, sha- once I shaved my head, people started turning on me. <laughs> it's true. I believe it. I even turned I was like, oh, my God, look at him. That's look it. at him. What a disgrace of a human That's being. This is sick. Okay, so now the game choices. Okay. We have forced Mount Rushmore. Whereas a tag team, since you guys are tag team, I would pick five tag teams, any tag teams I want. You have to put them in in order. Five being the, or one being the worst, five being the best. Okay. Okay. Or the other one is kind of a first choice. I would give you two options, and you have to, you have to say one of the two options. Because usually that's the truth. If I give you two options, and you say one right off the hop, that's usually the one you want, even if you're conflicted. I feel like, I feel like that's almost like the, uh, the, the couples game. I feel like we got to yeah. do that. <laughs> I feel like so are we doing the Force Mount Rushmore or are we doing Force Truth? Force Truth. Force Truth. Okay, I'm going to give you two options. So, for example, it would be pizza or chicken wings. Okay, and then, yeah. You yeah. would pick one. Okay. So here we go. Uh, first option. Rey Mysterio or Shawn Michaels? Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels. Okay, that was, that was, you didn't yeah. even have to think about no. that. Uh, PlayStation or Xbox? PlayStation. Wow! <laughs> Emo music or hard rock? Hard, hard rock. rock. <laughs> I like both, but hard rock is yeah. my is okay. wins, wins. All right, yeah. perfect. Um, acoustic guitar or electric guitar? Electric, depending on the song. I'm, I'm really back and forth on uh, that you one. Got choice. I just because of the people I know, I've grown a great appreciation for the acoustic. I'm okay. I'm so. I'm currently learning, teaching myself how to play acoustic, but I love the sound of electric. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's why I picked electric. So we're divided on that one. Yes. yes. Yeah. So so far we were three for three. Now we're you know, yeah. so we're three. But that's still not a bad ration. No, it's not a bad. Two more, and then I'll let you guys go and prepare. All-you-can-eat uh, all sushi or all-you-can-eat burgers? All-you-can-eat sushi. sushi. Super easy. And final, this is a big one, guys. You're going downstairs. You've only got two items in your choice for breakfast. Two cereals. I'm going to give you two cereals to choose from. One is going to be healthy. One is going to be sugary. Okay. Okay, here we go. Corn flakes. Or Captain Crunch. Captain, Captain Crunch. Crunch. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it right there. That's Force Truth. Guys, shout out your socials so everyone can keep up on your journeys, where you are, what you're doing, and the next couple bookings. This is going to drop probably late August, early September. So next yeah. bookings, you got anything that you uh, can see? All my social medias are the same across the board. Tyler Arrow, the second E is a three. Uh, Facebook's Tyler Arrow. Easy to go from there. You can find me on uh, Facebook and Instagram under Mike Forte, HPW. And... We hope to see you all. The show is up and coming. Hopefully everyone else is coming out to Destiny today. What's up? All right, guys, my socials are in the link below. This is Airstrike. This is Straight Talk. Peace, love, and wrestling. We'll see you next time. Peace. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to tune in next week for another great episode on all available podcast platforms and hosted on Podbean. Also, check us out on YouTube at Straight Talk Wrestling, on Instagram at Straight Talk Wrestling, on Facebook at Straight Talk Wrestling, and on Twitter at underscore Straight Talk. And if you feel the need to buy some sweet merch, check us out on ProWrestlingTees.com.
leaving the scene with no trace. Not in my lead, you out of place. I'm not at the top, I'm out of space. Can't eat with us, we're out of place. I'm doing fine, I'm feeling great. You're not my fan, you can't relate. Straight talk going state to state.